Now, finally, those two words, balagh and mubin, very powerful words. I need you to understand both of them in a little bit more depth. Balagha in Arabic means to reach. To reach. The, the, the science of effective communication in Arabic is called balagha. Effective communication. Okay? And the idea behind balagha is, when somebody says words, words are like, like a, a recent book on rhetoric said, words like loaded pistols. Words are like a weapon. Words are like a weapon. And the target for this weapon is your heart. Your emotions, your feelings, your opinions that rest in your heart. That is the target of someone's words. So if they use the kinds of words that can penetrate the security of your chest, the ribcage that's there, get through your ears, penetrate through the chest, and make it all the way deep inside your heart, and affect that heart, then that is balagh. Balagh is not just, communi communication doesn't even begin to cover it. We're talking about heart-penetrating, transformative communication. We're talking about we are going to speak in a way that is the most effective possibly. Now, even though we're going to speak the most effective words, where does change itself come from? Where does change come from? Does it come from our words? The change comes from Allah. Was that something already taught? We give life to the dead. He's the one who resuscitates the hearts. Then why is he telling people to speak effective language? If Allah is going to do it, I don't have to do much. That's not how it works. The rule of Allah in this life for everything, including da'wah, including inviting people to Allah, is you have to be the very, very best and the most effective you possibly can be. And then Allah will say, kun fayakun. Allah doesn't give his kun fayakun away for free. You have to give your best, and then He gives you results. You don't give your best, He refuses to give you results. In other words, the results don't come because I'm the best, or because I'm trying to be the best. The results come from Allah, because if He feels, I deserve them, as a result of my effort. So they have to make balagh happen. They have to make clear, effective communication happen. For the Prophet ﷺ, this is relief, because he actually doesn't have to come up with any words. All the words that he needs to get that across is what? Quran. Balagh. فَهَلْ يُهْلَكُوا إِلَّا الْقَوْمُ الْفَاسِقُونَ It itself is balagh. But it's not just balagh. They say, وَمَا عَلَيْنَا إِلَّا الْبَلَاغُ الْمُبِينَ The word mubin or abana, the verb abana, means to separate. We're going to communicate to you in a way that doesn't just appeal to your emotions and affects you. We're going to communicate to you in a way that separates truth from falsehood. That the ideas you have, that you need to understand are no good, are now clearly understood as no good. In other words, somebody could give a speech that moves people's hearts. I listen to a lot of Christian talk radio. I've actually even been to a Joe Olstein program. I slept a little bit. I just wanted to see what these people do. What do they do? How are they packing an entire stadium every weekend? I need to know. You know? And you know what? Everybody on, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yes, yes. You know? What is he doing? He's moving people's what? Hearts. There's balagh there. But you know what isn't there? Mubin isn't there. Clarity is not there. They're not clarifying anything. They say the silliest things. And they get away with it. I've heard preachers talk about, one time, one morning, I was having chocolate milk. And I was stirring the milk in the chocolate. I was stirring it up. And I started thinking, you've got to stir your life up. Everybody's got to just stir it up. <laughs> stir up your life. 
Bring Jesus back in your life. Stir it all up. And there's people sitting there saying, I'm going to stir. I'm stirring. I'm stirring. <laughs> Lord, I'm stirring. Walk in the salat? Oh, you can move people. You can stir it up. But, you know, there's no clarity. There's no, you could give an effective speech and not say anything. It could happen. It could happen. You could fire people up. And people could, hallelujah, yeah, amen, takbir. You could do that, but didn't say anything clear. Didn't clarify any concepts. So there's a combination in Balagh al appealing to emotions is in Al-Balagh. But appealing to your intellect is in Al-Mubin. And that, both of those have to be there, guys. That's communication. If communication is only academic, Surah Yaseen is a Meccan Surah, it was revealed. Uh, it's a 36 surah in the Quran. It has 83 ayahs. <laughs> I could give you information. That it might be mubeen. But it has to have balagh in it too. That's how effective, effective communication works. And that is the legacy of Prophet If you don't understand that, you know what people do with this ayah? I love it. Hey, by the way, uh, your nails are haram. What? <laughs> Our only responsibility is to communicate the message. <laughs> what? What Quran are you reading, you monkey? Like, that's not how it works. Anyway. So now they said, we're going to communicate clearly. And these people could not respond with intelligence. They couldn't. So they had to come up with some other unintelligent way to respond. And they said, قَالُوا إِنَّا تَطَيَّرْنَا بِكُمْ We consider you people a curse. We consider all of you a bad omen. You're a bad sign. Bad things have started happening since these false prophets came. You know? The weather's gotten worse. Or something. لَإِلَّمْ تَنْتَهُوا If you people don't stop, لَنَرْجُمَنَّكُمْ We will start stoning you. Rajam could mean stoning to death. It could also just mean stoning. Every time we see you, that's what we're going to start doing. We'll make a policy out of people just pelting you wherever you go. Like, we, you know, shaitan, we call him, أعوذ بالله من الشيطاني الرجيم. That doesn't mean we stone him to death. But we do cast him off. So, لَنَرْجُمَنَّكُمْ could mean stoning all the way to death, but it could also mean just, every time we see you, now we know what to do. Just grab a rock and hit him so he goes away. لَنَرْجُمَنَّكُمْ We can't even face listening to you anymore. That's how much of a curse you've become to our society. وَلَيَمَسَّنَّكُمْ مِنَّا عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ And if that's not enough, then you will see a, a really truly torturous punishment is going to touch you. And it's going to come from us. You are a curse and we better alleviate this curse. Our society needs to be cleansed from this filthy message you call Islam. This poison, this cancer needs to be removed from our society. You know, by the way, in this ayah, it's not just a conversation anymore. It started with, we think you guys are cursed, or you guys are a curse. But then it went on, and it made it into, well, this curse is like a disease, and we don't want our society to get diseased. So we're going to keep you away, like a diseased person who's got an infectious disease is kept away. So we're going to stone you to keep you away. And if that doesn't work, we're going to have to torture you. That's what's happening here. Now they're starting to get threatened. So I want you to understand something. Who is listening to these ayat? This is not just a story. There were three audiences, remember? The Prophet himself, the believer, the lone believers, and 
they're just believers. The Prophet is being told, this is what happens after لَقَدْ حَقَّ أَكْثَرِهِمْ When the truth becomes absolutely clear, and they still don't believe, then there's no point in reasoning with them. And if you don't back off from your claims, they don't have any arguments against you anymore, because they already know it's true. So they're going to come up with fictitious things, like you're cursed. And if that doesn't work, they're going to start threatening you. And it might even come to the point where they try to what? kill you, the Prophet is being mentally prepared, the companions are being mentally prepared, that things are about to get a lot worse. And that's not the first time it's happened before. Everything goes back to the Prophet's legacy. It keeps tying itself to him, because that's where the surah began. Now, another meaning of uh, One of the companions commented that one of the meanings of this was, we never see anything good come from you for our society. What good is your message for our society? Show me where the benefits are. There are people who argue, yeah, I'd like to think about Islam, but how is it going to help the economy? How is it going to help jobs? How is it going to help healthcare? Show me some benefits of this Islam so I can follow it. Islam can have benefits, but that's not why it came. Islam came to give you the message of truth. Messengers don't come to serve your economy or to serve your healthcare. Messengers came to give you purpose in your life. And when you follow that purpose, does that give you benefits? Yes. But when you start making Islam about the benefits, then you forgot what Islam itself is. You've forgotten what it is. You know, some people, all they talk about is, you know, Islam has a really good dietary plan. You know, if you fast on Mondays and Thursdays, that's actually really good for your brain. And it has several you know, significant benefits and there's been scientific studies about weight loss and blah blah blah. Okay, cool. I'm ready to become Muslim, sign me up. Because I've been trying to lose weight for so long. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't work like that. That's not how messengers, that's not what they came with. And so tatayyar nabikum means, what worldly benefit do we see? All you people talk about is we're doing something wrong. We can't cheat our customers anymore. We can't do all kinds of shameless things anymore. You're stopping us from everything. And so we're ready to kill you. And if they, are, if they are ready to kill him, that's the most important part of this ayah. If they are ready to kill him, you know what that, what that admits? It actually admits that they have no arguments left. When you resort to violence, it actually means you have no intelligent answer left. This is even true of seven or six-year-olds. Two plus two is four. No, it's five, the big fat kid says. No, it's four. It's five. I said it's five. No, and the, the skinny desi kid said, no, it's pretty sure it's four. <laughs> it's five. Yes, it's five. It's five. <laughs> when you can't reason, then you use force. Actually, that means that you don't have reasons left. That means you were wrong. The use of violence is the use of defeat, is, is the acceptance of defeat. You know why that's important to understand, right? When Islam is insulted, which happens a lot nowadays, and some people decide to respond with violence in the name of Islam, you know what they're doing. They're actually making it sound like Islam doesn't have an intelligent response. The same criticism Allah made of disbelievers can now be made of believers. It's scary. How low we've gotten in our intelligence that we think that's an, that's an appropriate response. How far from the original teachings of this deen that is. It's incredible. The prophets are so intelligent 
they said, your curse is with you. The curse you just made up is with you. Now what does that mean? This is not, by the way, ta'irukum bikum. If it was ta'irukum bikum, it would have been completely different meaning. It would have been, you're the ones that are cursed. You think we're cursed? We think? You're cursed. And some people translate it like that. Your curse is yours. May you be cursed. Wa'alaikumul curse. No, that is not what this means. If it meant that, it would have been ta'irukum bikum, not ma'akum. Ma'akum changes the meaning entirely. The first meaning of ta'irukum ma'akum is be honest. You know the real reasons you have this curse story with you. You know the real reasons are you don't want to accept the truth. You know the real reasons are you don't like to make changes in your life. You'd like to get away, continue to get away with your injustices. You know what you really have with you. Come on. The second is get real. Your curse that is only with you, meaning only in your minds. This is only a figment of your imagination. This doesn't make any sense. We're giving you a message that appeals to your emotions and appeals to your reason. Balahun mubin. You come back with something that is just trying to scare people, just appeal to their emotions, has no reasonable or rational basis. We think you guys are cursed. You have an inferior response. And this is an overreactionary response. Respond to reason with reason. You're responding to reason with superstition. You people are cursed. Then on top of that, you're responding to it with threats. We're gonna stone you. And you're ready to even kill. This is so overreactionary. And that's why the word balantum qawmum musrifoon. Rather, you are a nation that overreacts. Goes overboard. That's musrifoon. You're excessive. Now I need you to hear understand the meaning of excessiveness. Excessive responses. It's not just about violence, it's about three things. It started with superstition and then threats and then violence. So I want to talk to you specifically about superstitions and excessiveness. There's the, the Allah gifted every human being with a brain. Alhamdulillah, we have a, we have a beautiful thing called a mind that we're supposed to use. The Quran keeps telling us to use it. Afala ta'qilun. And Allah told us the proper way of thinking too. Use your intellect, think about the world around you, think about history, and think about revelation. Use your mind, yes? But for some people, that's not enough. They want to see something extra. They love to believe in superstitious stuff. And these are the, this is the mindset of a musrif. The things Allah told you to think about are not enough for you, you want something more. And this disease nowadays has even hit the Muslim. We have to believe in, we have to come up with like 80 jinn stories. We have to. We have to believe in uh, the, the blessings of, you know, these words. If you recite them this many times, then your motorcycle does not need an oil change or something. <laughs> we have to come up with this excessive stuff, because what Allah gave us, clearly, is not enough. You need something more. You need something more. Oh, somebody's done magic on my cousin, and that's why she's not getting through med school, and now we have to undo that magic, so I'm going to Hogwarts. <laughs> and so, we're like, <laughs> This excessiveness in thought, it keeps you, it doesn't let you restrain your mind. So even when you hear reasonable things, because your mind is so full of this garbage, this, this mythical, nonsensical garbage, in the name of Islam, that you can't become a, you can't even be capable of clear thought anymore. This is Balantum Qawmum Musrifun. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Thanks for watching these videos. If you'd like to continue to support Quran Weekly, please click the link in this video.